Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. You know, we don't just sing these songs and, and shout the name of Jesus because we're trying to amp ourselves up. As we were singing that, the Lord was reminding me, Revelation 19. Revelation 19, at the end, there is a great multitude standing before the throne of God, and it is written that they are shouting and proclaiming hallelujah it's the sound of mighty rushing waters hallelujah in the end it is written every single one of us in here who continues to follow jesus will be in that multitude and all you will be able to do on that day is say hallelujah god hallelujah god you might not be feeling it or thinking it right now but i want to tell you in the end it is written every single thing in your life God, hi, oh my goodness, hello. I just thank you. Thank you for being here, Heather. We've been thinking about you and praying for you. Hallelujah, you're here. Hallelujah, you're here. Hallelujah over your families. Hallelujah over your situations because it is written, it's already done. He already has the victory. You know what our job is? You know what our job is? Keep believing, keep believing. Keep going, don't quit, keep going. It might be hard for a season, keep going. Don't quit, don't quit, keep the faith, keep his words, abide in his love. Keep going, keep going. First John three says, you know that he appeared in order to take away sins. If you have been burdened by your own sins, guess what, he came to take it away. He has taken it away. Get out of the shame, he's taken it away. He says, I've taken your sin, now walk and sin no more. Walk and sin no more. Today, if you hear his voice, today, if you hear his voice, that means every single day, I have the chance to respond. His mercies are new every single morning. Every morning, you know why? He knew we would need it. I need his mercies every single day. You need his mercies every single day. Today, if you hear his voice, respond. John also says the Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. So not only does he take away my sins, that enemy that's breathing down your back, making your family life a mess, making you do all kinds of crazy stuff, guess what? He came to destroy those works. Guys, we are so provided for. We are so provided for. And I want to tell you, if you're in the midst of a battle right now, keep going. Keep going. I know that it's hard. I know that it's hard, but this is what we're here for. This is why we gather together, because we need each other to remind ourselves of this stuff. I know every single one of us in here knows it, but sometimes we need to know it. So God, I thank you. I thank you, God, that we're not standing here singing, raising our arms, lifting up shouts for nothing, because it's already written. It's already written, you have complete victory. And in the end, God, we're gonna be standing before you There's going to be nothing before us and you. And all we will be able to do is praise and shout like we have never shouted before. God, we're not going to care what the person next to us thinks. We're not going to care about anything, God, because all we're going to be able to see is you in your glory and and know you brought me to this place. You brought me here. So, God, I thank you. And I pray today, God, Anybody in here, God, who doesn't have a shout of hallelujah, I thank you. That's where you're bringing them, God. That is what you're doing from glory to glory to glory. So, God, I ask you in Jesus' name today, minister to hearts, God. I thank you for the worship. I thank you for the word that's going forth, God. We are here because of you, and we are expectant that today we will hear your voice. Give us grace to respond today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Good morning, everybody. And those watching online, we're just so grateful that you're able to be a part of us each week. And we just pray we bless you, all of our family that's home that can't can't get here to the building. Uh, we love you and are grateful that you're able to watch online. Amen. How's everyone today? Good? Amen. It's been a beautiful service, hasn't it? So I'm grateful. I want you to turn in your Bible uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going we're gonna to dig in uh, here a little bit deeper today. 
<clears throat> I'm finishing uh, this series today. It's been titled Living in the Supernatural. So this is part four. And uh, again, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I, I believe, wrap this, wrap this part of it up today. But uh, we've been breaking down 1 Corinthians and chapter 12 and chapter 13 and chapter 14. And uh, again, family, I, I encourage you to, to make sure that you're digging into those chapters. Just be reading through them, especially after what the Lord's walked us through these last four weeks. And uh, but that's where we've that's where we've been at um, talking about in the manifestations of the Holy Spirit for the prophet of all um, what what the Lord said about having a glorious church and again I want you to keep this in the framework here in uh, chapter 12 13 14 what Paul was ministering to in the church and uh, this glorious bride and there's there's two primary parts to this and one part of that is the purity part and it's the holiness part come on it's the fruit of the spirit amen and without that there's not going to be any power so our hearts our minds how we lives our live our lives in obedience to the lord so when you're talking about living in a supernatural lifestyle it's not all about walking out there and having some uh really strong uh prophetic anointing on your life or a gift of healing or whatever that it is the the heart of that and the foundation of that is that we're that we're living in purity that we're living in holiness that we're seeking that and that we are allowing the fruit of the holy spirit to be produced out of our life through that is the pathway for power and what we've been talking about in the gifts and the manifestations of the holy spirit Uh, and can we just agree today and understand clearly that love is the foundation of that love is the foundation of the fruit and love is the foundation of the power so when the enemy is able to penetrate in our hearts and in our lives some way where love is impacted, I promise you the, 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 the fruit, the fruit uh, and also the power and the gifts of the manifestations are going to be impacted because everything's established on love. Amen? And so we've been walking through those things. I'm not going to re-preach that. But let me just say this real quick. This is foundational like what the Lord has walked us through as a house. This is one of those topics within the church that's so important that the family knows where, where you're at and, and, and what we're walking through and what we're desiring as a family. And so this is why the Lord's led us to, 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 to have this series in here. So it's foundational. So I just want to say that if you've missed any of the, uh, the past three parts, you know, if you've been doing the nursery or here or there or been on vacation at summertime and people have been busy, but if, you, if, if this is your home uh, and you want to grow as part of the body, uh, you know, the, this, this has been one of those series that as your pastor, I want to make sure that you understand and then that you're in. And then as you're going through it, if you have questions and things, then man, that's where we sit down and start discipleship. And we'll sit down and answer questions and walk through it. But uh, again, this is just one of those foundational things. So if you missed one of the weeks, please go back and watch it online or listen to it on podcast or whatever. But today we're in part four. And, um, and so today I want to talk about uh, fit, wrapping this up, I want to I want to I want to talk about using the gifts and manifestations beautifully, and then I want to talk about a prophetic culture. Um, so last Sunday we took the nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit and we just listed them as Paul did, and we defined each one of them like scripturally. What it, what each, what, what was a word of, a, a word of wisdom and what was a word of knowledge and what is, what is the gift of faith? Not faith, but the manifestation of faith and miracles. And so again, grab a hold of those. Today I want to talk about what, what Paul was dealing with in the church and, and correcting misuse that was causing disruption and confusion, confusion, confusion. Just breathe, Scott. And how they're intended 
to be used beautifully for the edification, exhortation, profit of the body of Christ. Amen? And then I want to talk about, just I'm going to finish with talking about a prophetic culture. Okay. So I'm going to dive into something here uh, that needs to be established. I want to talk about this first part then is using the, be- the gifts beautifully. And in that, I wanna, I'm just going to drop two things into you today. So, I want to talk about possessing all the gifts of the Spirit. Possessing all of the gifts of the Spirit. Probably in regards to 1 Corinthians and chapter 12, and the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit. One of the most controversial um, topics in regards to this is who has what gifts? Who has how many gifts do we have? Can we have all of the gifts? And all of that we need to have an understanding of, yet it's really been a stumbling block to the church that's kept away from the true focus of what this scripture is, and it's about allowing the Holy Spirit to operate through you. So I'm just going to throw some things out there and drop this, drop this in here, but possessing all of the gifts of the Spirit. The question then that I would propose or that's been proposed is, do we all possess the nine gifts or as I taught in week one, the word gifts really isn't in the Scripture. It's the word manifestations. So you have to go back and listen to that. So we get this word gifts. That's a translated word. And it, it means what, what we think gift means today in our world, which again brings some confusion but since it's used, we're, we're going to use it. So there are different schools of thought here, but do we possess all nine gifts, manifestations listed in 1 Corinthians 12? So this is where we're at today. So there's different schools of thought on this, but the nature, again, the nature of the gifts identified in this passage is produced by the Holy Spirit. So rather than just focusing and seeing the gifts, you got to focus on the producer of the gifts. So when you focus on the producer of the gifts, that kind of answers this question for you a little bit. So, so let me just say, just, just as a, a Spirit-filled believer could manifest and should manifest all nine fruits, the same person could manifest the nine functions or manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Somebody give me an amen and help me go forward. So here's what we got to think about. We've got to remember that the emphasis of this context, when you go back into chapter 12, verse 1, and again, I want to kind of go back and re-preach, but I've laid this foundation, but when you go back and you look in of what Paul was dealing with, with the church of Corinth and how he was addressing them, it makes so much sense. But, but, but again, just as a believer can manifest, and should these nine fruits, the same person can manifest the function. So, again, remembering that the emphasis of the context in this passage is not about it's not about what gift that we possess as individuals Paul in right here he's not talking about our callings he's not talking about our offices he's talking about the manifestations of the holy spirit come on someone so it, it it's it's again it's not about individual gifts but it's about being possessed by the holy spirit and being vessels for Him to flow through. The whole focal point gets off in this subject because the church doesn't know how to handle the manifestations. Come on, man. And leaders have been intimidated by it. How do we handle it if this happens? I'm just going to tell you, I don't always know, but I know who does. But I know if the manifestations of the Holy Spirit are for the profit and edification and growth and strength of the body, I don't know about you, but we need that in this house. This city needs that. The people at the lake needs that. So whatever, we've got to come under the leadership of the Holy Spirit to help us get to that place. We're going to get there, guys. But the whole focus has been taken off, man, onto these little things that our 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 minds cannot grasp, where the whole focal point should be, I'm a vessel, I have Holy Spirit. Do what you want to do. Come on, somebody. 
I'm going to need just a little bit of help today, but can I, just, can I just say this? I'm just, how much Holy Spirit do you have? Like, did he, give, did he give Crystal some Holy Spirit? And then he gives me some Holy Spirit? And then what Holy Spirit I have? Then that part of that Holy Spirit can operate in me? And then the other part can operate in Crystal? Absolutely not, man. When I, when I gave my heart to Jesus, and I opened myself up, and I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, I got all of Him. And I've got, if I've got all of the Holy Spirit, then, then, I, then Holy Spirit can function all of Himself through me. The only thing that resists what Holy Spirit can do or produce in me is me by my unwillingness to let Him flow through me. So we have all the Holy Spirit. Once we're filled with Him, He's free to empower and use us in whatever way He chooses. We just have to yield. Come on. My heart, and I look at these young people down here, my heart is for them to, to love Jesus with all their heart, all their soul, all their might, and all their strength. I want them to learn to walk hand in hand with Jesus. I want Him to be the very source of their life. I want Him to be the main thing. I want Him to be where their peace, where their joy, where their identity, where their strength, come on, where their help, where everything comes from, man. And then I want them to understand the beautiful gift. Jesus said, unless I go, He can't come. And I want them to understand the ministry. The Holy Spirit is real. He is real. He is in me, on me, around me. He is amazing. He's my helper. He convicts me. He guides me. He leads me. He strengthens me. He works through me. Come on, someone. And so I want them to learn in this house how real Holy Spirit is. And that if He's in you, then you've got all of Him. And then so as we learn to walk with Him, all we've got to learn how to do, Ezra, is to allow all of Him to come out of us. What do I want Him to do in me today? Whatever He wants to do. Amen? And we learn to grow and live and work and be so sensitive. How many just want this to be a place and a house that is safe, that even for the children to operate under the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit, man? I'm just, I just can't wait for one of the four-year-olds to walk up on Sunday morning and tug on my arm and say, Pastor Scott, with tears rolling down their face, I just feel the Holy Spirit saying this. I'm going to tell you, we're going to move in that direction because I guarantee you, Holy Ghost can manifest through a four-year-old. And we want to have a safe place for them to learn how to yield to what they're feeling and how He's speaking in them and how He's moving through them. Come on, someone. Then maybe they won't have so much struggle letting Him manifest through them like we do as adults. Amen? Because for them, it's just going to be normal. Prophesy. Amaya, prophesy. Selah, lay hands on the sick and watch him recover. And you're standing here in worship and God's beginning to move on you. And you just glance over the other side of the sanctuary because Holy Spirit is in you. And you know what Holy Spirit wants to do? He wants to touch people's lives. That's what He wants to do. You know what He wants to do today? He's not interested in where we're going to eat lunch today. He's not interested in whether or not we get out at 12 o'clock today. You know what Holy Spirit wants to do? He doesn't want a single person to leave this sanctuary today unchanged. His heart is for you. He sees what he is, he feels what you are feeling. He knows what's deep down inside of your heart. He wants to comfort you. He wants to lift you up. He wants to pour joy inside of you. Come on, someone. He wants to take you and wrap you up and say there's going to be over here in worship with Jesus in the presence, and she's filled with the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just has her shift her eyes a little bit over here, and someone is highlighting and she just like she can't get her mind off of them she can't take her eyes off of them and she begins to feel something in her body and realizing that person needs some healing and I want you to know I want this baby girl to, to understand and to have such freedom and backing behind her that in that moment she can just get up and walk over here to that person and lay hands on them and release a miracle in Jesus name I want you to know this is a free house 
This is a free house. A house that desires a move of God. Because I'm not interested in your money. I'm not interested in anything that you have to offer. But the glory of God being released out of you. Because it is the only thing that's going to change lives. Come on, someone. Hallelujah. You got all of Him. Amen. Okay, back. Well, praise God. Everybody say yield. All we got to do is yield. I need everybody to say yield again. Amen. Who's going to be willing to yield to the Holy Spirit when you feel Him? Come on. Who's going to be willing to yield to the Holy Spirit when you feel Him? Come on. Come on, when you start to feel, feel that, that pulling of the Holy Spirit. Come on, teenagers. Man, we, you, you, we need you. Come on, Ezra. Come on. Come on, Ezra. Do you want to yield to him when he tells you to preach? <laughs> he said, you didn't say that yet, Pastor Scott. You're talking about prophets laying his hands on the sick. Come on, guys. Help us, Lord. Amen. Have we read any Scripture yet? Probably should have done that. But we've been in this for three weeks now, so I'm just wrapping this up. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to just read verse 6 right now because it's the, it puts the emphasis of what I'm, what I'm teaching on right now. But it says that there are diversities of gifts, but it is the same God. Everybody say it's the same God. It's the diversities of gifts, but it's the same God who works all in all. Can someone say all? Come on. It's the same God who works all. Works what? He works all. Where does He work all at? In all. I never know how He's going to use me. I never know if it's going to be a word of wisdom. I never know if it's going to be a word of knowledge. I never know if it's going to be a gift of healing. A lot of times, depending on where I'm called to, I kind of have an idea, you know. But I really, I really never know. All I know is wherever I'm going and wherever I'm being sent to in situation, I'm just like, Lord, Holy Spirit, whatever you need to do, I'm willing. I'm willing. I yield to you. Come on, man. 1 Corinthians 12.11 but one in the same Spirit works all things. Everybody say all. One in the same Spirit works all things, distributing to each one. Everybody say each one. Individually. How? As He wills. He distributes. Holy Spirit distributes to each one individually as He wills. What's His will? I'm going to say whatever the need is. When I'm in the hospital, you know what the will is? The will is to heal. If they need a miracle, the will is a miracle. But yet if I'm with someone and they're, and, 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 and they're needing pulled out of something and God's trying to get a hold of their heart or this or that, then, then He might give a word of knowledge. Maybe they just kind of feel like they've been drowning and drowning, wondering if God is there, you know, all these different things. Then, then all of a sudden I might come into their world and Holy Spirit might give a word of knowledge. Just, just like what happened to the Samaritan woman. All she's going to say, man, I know God's here now. It's going to open up their hearts to realize God's watching them then maybe, maybe it'll be then a prophetic word that God wants to speak into them that'll give them direction and comfort and correction or whatever that it may be. Come on, somebody. Amen? Help us here, Lord. Help us, help us, help us. One and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Now watch this. This word distributing is the, is a, is a, uh, uh, the Greek word is diario. Uh, uh, that can get confused with another word that wouldn't be similar, but distributing. It means, it means pouring out through something. It means pouring out through something. And, and it, and it's, but here's the key, is, it's, is it's, it's present tense, indicating that Holy Spirit does not stop pouring out through us. Come on. So let's back up again. But one and the same Spirit works all things, distributing, pouring out through something. Come on. Present tense. It doesn't stop. To each one individually as He wills. I love it. We're like a nozzle. And the Holy Spirit is the source that pours through us. Amen? And Paul says, to each one individually as he wills. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. 
So again, what's his meal? What's his will? It's to meet the need. We belong to him to be used by him for his purpose. And, 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 and listen, these are, these are not our gifts. They're not our, our manifestations. They are, they are him working through us. They're him working through us. I, 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 I am, I am, I desire the gifts and I pray for the gifts regularly. But very seldom is my um, focus and attention and pursuit ever on a gift. It's just always on the Holy Spirit. And then me continuing to, to confirm and let Him know and yield and say, I'm here for you to use me however you need to use me. Come on, someone. Amen? Um, therefore, Okay, so let's look at this then as a church. Therefore, at any given moment, the Holy Spirit may use me in a way that's different from the way He is using you. And then, in the next gathering, it might look entirely different. I may have gotten a word of knowledge today. Pastor Jason may have been up there working the sound booth today. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit begins to manifest healing through him and his hands get hot and he just knows he's got to get out of there and come down here. And the Holy Spirit will release, come on, and manifest healing through him. And then all of a sudden, Miss Kathy is standing back there and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit begins to move on her and she, and, and she gets this strong uh, 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 manifestation of discernment through her of, of, of something that the Lord is wanting to do. And then we begin to move in that direction. And, and it's like, and, and, and Holy Spirit's just working these things out in our midst for the edification, exhortation, and profit of all. How many of you want that? Because if not, then we're just in control. Come on. Come on. If not, then we're just, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm going to preach. I'm going to be short. Maybe a poem. Maybe some jokes. Maybe this. Maybe that. We'll do this at the end. And we can do all that kind of stuff. But I don't know about you, but no one's going to leave changed. Encouraged. Because we get encouraged being together. Amen. But I want him to orchestrate it all. But how that works then is the very next Sunday, we're going to be right here in the same place, same building, same atmosphere, same stuff. And I might be down here during worship and all of a sudden I feel the, I feel the manifestation of Holy Spirit beginning to release healing through me. And then all of a sudden someone in the back, now Pastor Jason is, is up there doing the board, and all of a sudden Holy Spirit begins to manifest on him and all of a sudden he gets, gets this divine word of knowledge. Unbelievable word of knowledge, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Amen. And then, and then all of a sudden, maybe, maybe now, Miss Kathy's back here. And then now all of a sudden, right here in the middle of worship service, man, Holy Spirit just comes upon her. And then all of a sudden, she releases a prophetic word in tongues. Then we're all praying, Lord, let that word be interpreted. That was a corporate word. That was a corporate word. That was a prophetic corporate word for us to hear. What's that mean? And then all of a sudden, Chris over there just begins to this, just speak out, like without even thinking, just Holy Spirit manifest a word of interpretation through him. And the church is edified, the church is exhorted, the church profits all. And you know, the best thing at the end is guess who's glorified? Come on. Isn't that good? I feel like it would help me a lot if we just stopped right now and just gave the Lord a praise offering. Like, can we just stop and say, thank you, God. Like, we hear you. We hear you. Amen. So, praise God. Um, I just want to say, it's his, it's his choice on how to work through us. Amen. The key for us is we got to cooperate. I feel like the reason why the Lord's releasing these last four sermons to us is because this church is going to begin to cooperate like never before. I'm not just going to come in to, to see so-and-so or to do this or to do that. Like I'm coming to church every Sunday saying, Holy Spirit, I want to cooperate with you. Right? Like I know, I know I'm going to have someone welcome at, at 10.01. Right? Like I know I'm going to do that. And then I know the worship team is going to lead us in worship. And, and usually they'll have three or songs that are planned out. And then and Miss, Miss Julianne or someone's going to come up and pray. Like we know we're going to do this. But I just say that, that that's, our, that's, our, that's our target. Like that's, that, that's our... What? Yeah! Thank you. 
That's our outline. So we don't just all show up thinking, who's in charge here today? But in the end, I think, Holy Spirit, flip it all upside down. Like, what if, what if, what if I just came in one Sunday and that just the, the, the Word like, like, was such fire inside of me, Craig, that I'm like, I cannot, we cannot worship right now. Because if I don't get up and release what's in me, like I tangibly, literally think that my clothes are going to catch on fire. Because Holy Spirit knows in that moment that this is what needs to happen to accomplish where He's wanting to go. And I just say, let's do it. And release that Word. And then all of a sudden the worship team comes up then. And He's just orchestrating the whole thing. Come on, someone. I'm just saying, we learn to live with intentionality. But I just cannot get enough focus on these young people. Ezra, I need to know what you're feeling. I need to know what you're hearing. Come on, man. Like all of you young people, I need to know what's going on inside of you. I want you to be involved. I want you to come and say, Pastor Scott, this is what I'm hearing right now. Come on, man. Amen? Let God use you because I don't know about you, but I want Him in control. When I'm in control, I just mess everything up. And I want Him to be in control. But I want to see God glorified. And I want the power of God released in this house. How many of you want to see the power of God released? Last week I broke down the nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit and I began to talk about the manifestation of miracles. I don't know about you, but I believe I still serve a miracle-working God. I still believe He can tell the sun when to stop and where to go. Come on. I believe there's nothing outside of His reach. I believe the blind can still see. I believe the lame can still walk. I believe He can straighten bones. I believe He can take metal out. Come on. I believe He can heal diabetes. Come on. I believe there's nothing impossible with our God. What God is doing is putting us in a place where we begin to partner with the Holy Spirit and allow Him to flow through us fluently, come on, for, for the strength of the body of Christ and begin to operate it in such a way that it's just normal in this house for supernatural activity to happen. And I even struggle calling it. It's supernatural because we can't do it on our own. It shouldn't be supernatural because it's uncommon. Amen? Everybody okay? Alright, well... Praise Jesus. Let me uh, see where I am supposed to be at. I'm going to read this again. 1 Corinthians 12, 6. There will be diversity of activities, but it is the same God who works all in I. Okay, so I'm, I'm about to move a bit, but, uh, and get off of this, but I, I just want to make it clear. The, the idea of a fixed gift that we all possess is not what Paul was describing in Corinth. The idea of a fixed gift that we all possess is not what Paul was describing in in Corinth. We do all have different assignments. And we have different callings. And we have different offices. Come on, someone. We're not talking about callings. We're not talking about offices. We're talking about the Holy Spirit of which we have all of that Paul defines manifests in these nine ways for the edification, exhortation, and profit of the body of Christ. Isn't that good? So Paul goes on and he asks a series of rhetorical questions and, and, uh, after his discussion of the gifts and the manifestations in, in verses 29 to 30. And for time reasons, I'm just going to quote it, but he says, do all have gift of healings? Do all work, uh, do all work miracles? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And the correct answer would be no. Not all at the same time. Because this was the struggle. So I just said, I spent all this time this morning saying that you have all of Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit can manifest through you all the time. You've got to put this in context of the dialogue of Paul ministering to this church, the struggle that they was having, come on, 
the, 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 uh, the, the false worship and idols, there was a God for everything, right? They had a God of power, they had a God of, of, of fertility, they had a God of this, a God of that, a God of that, all through Corinth. It's one of the major things that Paul was dealing with. He's saying, there's one God, the God that works all in all for the profit of all. There's one Spirit that does these things. This is what he was doing. And then he breaks down the gifts of the Spirit. And now he's saying, do all have gifts of healings? Do all work miracles? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Come on, man. And Paul's saying, the answer would be no, not at the same time. Because it's what he was handling. It would be unnecessary for everyone to manifest the same function of the Holy Spirit at the same time. Not only, not only what is it, what is unnecessary, but it was causing disruption in the church. Yet, as I've stated, it is possible that on any occasion we might operate in any of the nine functions of the Holy Spirit because it's Him and not us. Amen. I remember several years ago at junior camp, this has probably been 15 plus years ago, I remember the, the theme that year was on the, on the Holy Spirit and the, the camp shirts that year. You know what they said? All nine are mine. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I feel like the gift of discernment operated in God good, Here's what I want us to see. So I'm going to finish this, but let's just bring it down. Everybody pay close attention. We are simply vessels for Him to flow through if we're willing. We are simply vessels for Him to flow through if we're willing. We won't... And let me, let me help you real quick. Uh, I, I, the, the people that I've gotten the most conflict from this on through the years are people that don't, haven't, that don't manifest allow any of the gifts to be manifested through them. Yet they're the ones that speak the loudest on it. I feel like at times I've, I've come across people that they, they kind of feel like, you know, for, for it to happen, it, it's, it's, it's going to be fully, fully the Holy Spirit, right? And, and they're going to like come under some kind of trance or something where they have no control over their body or their mind. Or, and then he, and it's like they're just going to like step to the side for a moment and Holy Spirit's going to step in and then He's going to manifest and then, and then He'll let them back in. Right? Can I just say, Holy Spirit's not going to control you. It doesn't work that way. It's one of the greatest things you've got to understand in operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit is you've got to cooperate with Him. Because you can, you, can, you can quench Him and you can grieve Him. You can stop Him. Come on, somebody. So all of this stuff is needing the cooperation of each one of us as a Spirit-filled believer. Isn't that good? And so I've got to learn how to do what? Well, how do I, how, how do I learn how to cooperate with them? What are we talking to these children about? These young people about? Miss Lydia about? Because she is powerful. She is so powerful. God's plan for her is unmeasurable. So what we want to do as a church, as we've done, is we want to teach her how to live so close to Jesus and, and with such intimacy with the Holy Spirit, come on, man, that cooperating with the Holy Spirit is easy to her because she knows how to hear Him. She knows how to feel Him. She knows how to sense Him. Why? Because she was trained as a child how real He is to her. She was trained as a child to realize Holy Spirit's here. He's in me. He's around me. He's on me. He, uh, he's the gift I've been given. Come on. To, to be, for, for God to work through me and empower me and all these different things. So when we, when we understand that revelation, we're walking with such intentionality that we're hosts of the Holy Spirit. And in that, guys, then it becomes so much easier for us to partnership with Him because we sense and know so quickly and easily where He's wanting to go. When He's wanting to turn, when he's wanting to stop, when he's wanting to back up, when he's wanting to move forward, where he wants to go, where he's looking at, what he's feeling, what he's saying. Come on, somebody. Amen. So when you think, when you hear these things, and one of my 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 probably my my two two things that burn in my heart the most right now, one is just you know is is desire the gifts, but don't pursue the gifts. Pursue the Holy Spirit because it's Him manifesting through us. And then secondly, this just this thing of us partnering with Him. Amen? Everybody good? Amen. Well, I haven't gotten very far. We should always be poised and ready for the Holy Spirit to release through us as He wills. Amen? Uh, 
Let me finish with this, and I'm going to hit something else real quick, and then I'm going to finish with a, uh, a prophetic culture. I just felt like emphasizing on that for just a moment. But we should be a church with a supernatural culture where the Holy Spirit is free to flow through all of us to encourage, heal, deliver, restore, bless, and redeem one another for the profit and edification of all. Amen. Do I have agreement in this house? That's our heart, that's our prayer, that's our aim in Jesus' name. Hey, that's, hey, that's our aim in Jesus' name. We should put that on something. Anyways, <clears throat> I, I shouldn't do stuff like that. I get so the second part of ministering beautifully in the Holy Spirit is, is just this focus. Uh, t- turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Are you guys there? You should. Yeah, so let's just read verse 8 through 10 again. And then I, I just kind of want us to pick up on what's happening because I want to talk about ministering to one another. Ministering to one another. This is what this is all about. Picking up, a, uh, let's just do verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, er, to another, everybody say another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another, faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kind of tongues, and to the another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He, as he wills. Okay, there's an interesting phrase repeated here that I just want to draw your attention to real quick. It's the word to another. Everybody say to another. Sarah says, to another, to another, to another, to another. Now, the phrase carries the reality of one person ministering to another person. It's a picture of how the spiritual gifts manifest under the influence of the Holy Spirit for the profit of all. Come on, right? Why? Because we're one body. Because we're one body. So in the same way, when you but 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 if you look at that then of of how of how this works for the profit and the edification and the strength and the growth, like that's a beautiful revelation because you just won't come here for yourself anymore. Like you you come ready and willing and vulnerable and able for the Holy Spirit to flow through you. But but but, but just a side note, a side note of caution is is that in the same way, when you negatively negatively um, infect one person, it affects the whole body. Okay. The truth here in operating in these gifts is that God ministers to people through people. Isn't that powerful? And I think I've established this. It's not... It's not through the pastor and pastors and elders because of their office. And I've seen that done before. And then that's a really easy place for pride to step up into because then everyone's just wanting to come to you all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. I think that's one reason why the Holy Spirit distributes uh, so all the nine gifts to different people because then we was like, where's the Holy Spirit? Now I'm looking for Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit's manifesting through and not a man, a specific person. Does that make sense? And so I just think what I want to make sure that we're clear is, is that we need all of you. We need all of you. Amen? All of you to be in partnership with the Holy Spirit to release what God has for this house. Okay. Um, Praise God. Um, 1 Corinthians 14.40, here's the conclusion of the matter. Let all things be done decently and in order. Let all things be done decently. This is the conclusion of of these three chapters and what Paul's dealing with. And he says, let all things be done decently and in order. This word decently is the word uh, uh, eschimonus. It means honorably and graceful. So let all things be done honorably and graceful. And then it says in order. That's the word taxis. And it means fixed and, uh, or arranged by design. In other words, His will. Come on, someone. So let everything be done. Let everything be done um, honorably and gracefully. Right? 
uh, uh, and in order, fixed, arranged, or designed by His will. Let Him distribute as He wills and let it be done gracefully and honorably for the, for the church. Let me just say this real quick. The church is never healthier than when it functions in a supernatural culture. Amen? So I'm just going to say it again. The church is never healthier than when it's operating in a supernatural culture. And then I'm going to back us all the way up to week one and say there will never be a prophetic culture or a supernatural culture if there's not a purity culture. Because purity and, ho- and, and holiness is the pathway for the power and the manifestations of the gifts. So when we say we're stepping into this to partnership with Holy Spirit, we're not only partnering with Him saying, yes, Holy Spirit, You can flow through me however You want to. We're also saying, Holy Spirit, change me every way that You need to. Heal my heart. Heal my mind. Convict me where I need to be convicted. Bring me in alignment with You. Come on, man. Isn't that good? Okay. I'm going to stop right there and just tap on this real quick. Um, on, on, in regards to a, a, a prophetic culture, when, when, when I was breaking down and talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, and man, or manifestations would be, be more of the, of the proper terminology there, but when I was talking about the manifestations of the Holy Spirit and defining them last week, uh, I, I, I did that for, for the, this manifestation of prophecy. Um, but then today, as I wrap all this up, I wanted to hit this one specifically a little bit deeper, and then we'll finish with that. Is that okay? Is everybody still good? Amen. Amen. How many are just thankful for revelation of the Lord and the power of His Word to grow us and strengthen us? Amen. Encourage us. Um, so, a prophetic culture... <clears throat> I'd like to have a whole Sunday on this and maybe in the road that I will, but I'm just going to do this in about five or ten minutes here. But um, when, you, when you look at the very core of what prophecy is, when you look at creation, the Word of God carries the ability to create. <clears throat> I kind of feel like I might be losing you guys a little bit. Am I losing you? Is everybody plugged in? Are you there? Because I don't want you to miss this. This is so important for us. Um, I know it's getting late. Um, but, but grab this. The Word of God creates. It has the ability to create. Something where there's nothing. That's powerful. I don't know about you, but there needs to be a lot of things created. Still in our hearts, in our families. Life that needs to be breathed into things. Everybody say life is in His voice. I want to encourage some people here today that are struggling with the reality that life is in His voice because things happen that you didn't understand. And now it's caused you to even question God's Word and His power and what He's able to do. Maybe you're still stuck in a storm. Maybe it was relational. From the very beginning, with Adam and Eve, the enemies tried to get people to question the goodness of God and that He would withhold goodness from you. When we begin to let that sink in, it will cause us to question that there's, that there's life in His voice. And I just want to pray over you today that if there's question, if there's doubt, if there's things, that you could just come under the reality of the goodness of God today where you could walk out of here with faith knowing, you know what, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. But I know my God is good. I know He's powerful. I believe in Him. And I know that life is in His voice. That's my heart for you today. That every one of us walk out here today with that revelation. There's life in His voice. Amen? In Ezekiel, everybody's familiar with the Scripture in Ezekiel in 37, right? I feel like most of us, I don't see any new, new folks today necessarily, but in this prophetic culture just highlighting the power of God's voice and that there's a life. There's literally life in His voice. Grab a hold of this, guys. It was going to take us. I'm going to finish with this, but listen. There in, and I'm not going to read it because I don't have time, but in Ezekiel 37, 1-14, the Spirit's on Ezekiel. The Spirit leads him out to the valley. And the Spirit begins to speak. 
As you begin to partner with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you places. The Holy Spirit's going to show you something. You're going to be in church and the Holy Spirit's going to show you a dry bone somewhere. You're going to be at the restaurant and the waiter's going to come up. And she's going to have the best that she can put together that day. She's going to have done everything that she could do to get there. She's going to have to have crossed over some things to get where she's at that day that would have been easy for her not to cross over them. There's going to be some people that's going to walk in these church and probably do every Sunday that if we only knew the difficulty that it took for them to just even pull in and then to open up the door and to get out. Come on, someone. But just as the Holy Spirit come upon Ezekiel, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And the Holy Spirit took Ezekiel and He took him out to that valley and He opened up Ezekiel's eyes to see what He... you got to understand, if, if Ezekiel wasn't under the Spirit, Ezekiel couldn't have saw what he needed to see. It's why we've got to make sure that we're in the Spirit and we're partnering with the Spirit because if not, our flesh will see and will respond out of our flesh. But when the Spirit's on you, you can see through the Spirit. And Ezekiel walked out there. And through the Spirit, Ezekiel saw the valley of dry bones. And he began to question him about it. Then Ezekiel answered back. And he says, God, what do you see? And long story short, because I could preach on this for a long time. But long story short, there was, there was Ezekiel the prophet. And he was being obedient to the Lord. And you know what the Spirit of the Lord said? Wow. They got themselves there. They made decisions to be a valley of dry bones. They didn't forgive. They went into sin. They turned their back on me. They didn't trust me. I pulled them up and they went back. I pulled them up and they went back. I pulled them up and they went back. And now they're just a valley of dry bones and they deserve to be there. You know, that's what the enemy tells most of us. And not only does he tell it about ourselves, he tells it about other people. Well, I've watched, and they're high, they're low, 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 they're in, they're out, they're down, they're up, they're over. Come on, man. But when the Spirit is upon you, He will cause you to not see where they've been and what got them there, but He will cause you to see what He has for them. And so the Spirit of the living God was on Ezekiel and he let him out and and he was able to see through the Spirit this valley of dry bones. Come on, somebody. And the Spirit of God said, Ezekiel, prophesy! But they're dead! There's not even any skin on them yet. The stench is already gone, Matthew. Anything and everything that was remotely living at one point in time was gone. I don't see any way that this is going to happen. Like, you know we want to do this. Like, Spirit, get some glasses. Can you not see what I'm seeing? This marriage has no hope. They've caused way too much damage. It is past the place of restoration. This relationship, there's just no way, no way, no. There's been too much that's happened. But then when you step into the Spirit, under the authority of mighty God, that says in Him nothing is impossible, there will be something in the Spirit that will begin to awaken inside of you. And you will begin to see past your pain, through your natural eyes, through your own selfishness, through your own sin. And you'll be able to all of a sudden get spiritual eyes, come on, and the Spirit will begin to manifest, and you'll see what He sees, and the Spirit will give you the words to say, stop speaking death over this. Ezekiel, prophesy to the dust. Because if you remember right, your God made you out of dust. There was no bone, there was no body, there was no flesh, there was no breath. I'm here to tell you, if God can create us out of dust, and if He can have Ezekiel prophesy to a valley of dry bones and an army rise up, I'm here to tell something, there is nothing outside of the authority and power of God and His love and the Holy Ghost that can't be resurrected in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. So good. 
How many of you need to be reminded that? How many of you need to be reminded that on a daily basis? I'm prophesying. You know why? You know why? He said, prophesy, Michael, is because the natural thing for Ezekiel would do would be to try to conjure up enough positivity and thoughts within himself with his own words and imagination to try to somehow get that pile to live. But the truth of the matter is that life wasn't in Ezekiel's voice. See, sometimes we got to step outside of ourselves and our own understanding. And we've got to let God speak because His words create, Michael. His words are so powerful, Susie. Come on. Do it, Jesus. Stop, Stop believing in the lie that something's past the place of restoration. Stop writing people off because they're never going to change. Stop agreeing with hell that nothing's going to change in them. Because the words that's coming out of your mouth, they carry death. I think we ought to begin to look at the things that we're struggling with the most and the people that we struggle with the most. And we need to allow the Spirit of the living God to come upon us. And we need to begin to ask Him what He has to say about them. Come on, someone. We might even need to get in the Word and see what He has to say about them and get in the prayer closet and not come out until we begin to see Him the way that He sees Him. And then all of a sudden, listen, all of a sudden then we just begin to prophesy into that situation. Not what we know of in the past. Not what well, not even what we know and can see in them right now in the immediate state. But when you get the heart of God, you'll begin to call things into being that don't exist just yet. Come on, somebody. You might be saying, Pastor Scott, that's just not even a reality. Well, you're going to have to figure out if, 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 if life is in His voice or not. Amen. Have you believed this morning that He's a God of restoration and that life is in His voice? It's one of the reasons why when you really dig in those scriptures whenever, whenever and I, I just don't even have, I, I, I think I talked about this last week, but you know, Paul is talking about, about all, the, all of the gifts and, and, uh, and he says desire, eagerly. You know what that word eagerly, you know Paul said eagerly desire. I think I have it on here, where is it at? Uh, no, yeah, Paul says, uh, p- he says pursue love, desire spiritual gifts. And that word desire is the word... Um, Zelo, uh, zelo, and it means to burn with zeal. So, so this, this I'll go back and say real quick. But so Paul says, pursue love and l- literally burn with zeal for spiritual gifts. Well, just a side note to add to what I started with. Why would God tell us to desi- to to burn with desire for something that couldn't happen through us? But he says, burn, burn with desire for spiritual gifts. But then he says this, but especially that you may prophesy. Especially that you may prophesy. That word, especially, is the word Milan, and it means to a greater degree. So Paul says, burn, pursue love, but burn with zeal like fire for spiritual gifts. But especially, in other words, to a greater degree that you can prophesy. You know why? Because, because life is in His voice, and His voice creates. We can just get together on Tuesday nights on the Father's hearts and just begin to prophesy. We can just begin to take the Word of God in this Scripture and just begin to speak it out loud all over this house. It's one thing, and one of the reasons why when we read the Word, the whole Bible, at the beginning of the year, out loud over the microphone for 40 hours, of why it's so important and so powerful, because we're, we're literally prophesying and declaring God's Word. And it's not just one person back there in the microphone. Like literally, life is in His voice. I could never in a million years step up and do what I'm doing right now before you. I do it out of obedience and I do it out of God's calling on my life and, and, and wanting Him to, and being willing for Him to use me. But I would not ever step behind that pulpit if it was not from the Lord. 
And when I step up there into this position for whatever reason that God called me to do it, I step up there under the, the realization and the revelation that it's not just me sharing my thoughts. It is His Word. It is living. It is powerful. It is creative. Come on. There is life in it. Every time I step up there, I operate under the understanding and revelation that as His Word is coming out of me, that it literally can create if you allow it to create amen to the degree that you allow it to perform in you praise God let's just give the Lord another praise offering let me catch my breath amen that's good to see you Heather well Praise God. There you have it. There you have it. Four weeks on trying to live our life where we just look like Jesus. Amen? Can I just help you out real quick? I, uh, there will be resistance from this. And I'm good with that. Because I'm good with God's Word. The life that comes out of what's been created is far more important to me than any obstacle that's in the way but I want I want to just come back around and close with this uh, maybe Pastor Craig if you would come and um, listen to me real quick my heart is for us to look like Jesus my heart is for us to look like Jesus my heart above everything is for us to look like Jesus to have Jesus's peace to have truly the joy of the Lord. To walk in freedom as He's made available for us. To walk in love the way that Jesus walked in love. To have a heart to serve the way that Jesus had a heart to serve. I feel an anointing on that. I feel like the Lord might be having some people break out some wash basins and towels. Might be time to wash some feet. Come on. And I want to walk in the power and the authority of Jesus. And I want the Spirit of the living God flowing through me. Come on, somebody. I want to truly live a supernatural lifestyle where in everything that I'm doing, it's supernatural because I'm filled with the supernatural God. So it's not just a Sunday thing. It's not just something that I do. It's not just a class that I teach. or But like truly living a supernatural lifestyle with the supernatural God, Holy Spirit inside of me. So it never stops. Isn't that good? Amen. <clears throat> Woo. We're just spending way too much time trying to just stay saved. We're, spending, we're just spending way too much time trying to figure out how much I can compromise and still get to heaven if Jesus came back today. We're not going to be powerful like that, church. We're not going to be powerful like that. We're not going to be powerful with mixture. We're just not. Pursue holiness. Be holy for He's holy. Don't, don't try to live your life trying to figure out, well, is this sin? Is this not sin? How far can I go? Forget all that stuff and just try to figure out how high you can get up to the throne room and get in His presence. It's all the right thing that matters, man. I'm going to tell you what, the more you pursue intimacy with the Holy Spirit, you won't have to figure out a whole lot because the Holy Spirit conviction will begin to awaken inside you to depth and you'll, you'll, you, you won't watch things you used to watch. You won't be around people you used to be around. You'll wanna, he'll work it out in you. You're just going to know. Come on, man, because He's inside of you. And I just thank God, awaken a desire, awaken the reality in this church, God, of how important it is that we're living a supernatural lifestyle, that we're living in purity, and that your, your fruits are being produced in our lives that's making the pathway for us to operate in power because there's people in this house, guys, that need life. There are things in this house that need created. There are miracles in this house that need to be released. There are people that need a word of wisdom. There are words of knowledge to be released. Come on, guys. 
So we need it. We need it from all of us to beginning to step into all the things that God has for us. And it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to come at the cost of us figuring out if we're willing to die to our flesh and step out of our selfishness and just step in unhindered to all that God has. Amen? I say do it, Lord. Amen. Amen. I just feel like uh, praying for a, a corporate agreement over this as we close. Can we do that? Because remember, it does. it's not me. It's not a leader. It's not just Morgan. But we're all the body. And as you read down through there, every piece and every part has a huge a huge place. Amen. So I'm just going to ask everyone, just if you just raise, just to, to agree, to show agreement, like a corporate agreement, if you just raise one hand, raise both hands, we're just going to receive this as a church and we're going to pray this over us. And we're, I'm going to just going to pray the four weeks real quick. But I'm going to pray for purity and holiness because that's the pathway for power. And then we're just going to give Holy Spirit our yes that we're going to begin to cooperate like never before and, and pray for glory to be revealed in this, released in this house. Amen? So let's all agree together. If you, if you feel that, if you would just raise your hands with me. So Father, I just thank You for, for using me the best that You could. I thank You for these last four weeks and You just releasing understanding and revelation into this house on how You, on how you work and how You function and how You use people to minister to people. So Holy Spirit, collectively as a church right now, Boonville Worship Center, we believe in purity and we believe in holiness. And we believe, we believe that, the, that the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is the pathway for the power and the functions of the Holy Spirit. And so right now we declare, God, let this be a house of holiness. Lord, let this be a house of holiness. Let this be a house of holiness, God. Let it be a house that from our youngest child to our oldest senior, God, where we're pursuing holiness, where we're pursuing righteousness, where we have the, a heart of David for repentance, God, where we know that, yeah, we're, we're weak and we're flesh and we might fall. But God, let our hearts break for what breaks yours in Boonville Worship Center, God. And when we're carrying unforgiveness, God, let it break our hearts, God. And when we've fallen into sin, Lord, let it break our hearts, God. So Lord, I declare over Boomba Worship Center that this is a house in pursuit of holiness because we serve a holy God. Let your righteousness burn like fire in us, God. God, put that missing link in place, God. Lord, for too long the church has desired and longed for the power without any pursuit of holiness. So God, let this be a house in pursuit of holiness in Jesus' name. Now hold your hand up. Collectively, as a house, Holy Spirit, we choose to cooperate with You. I'm a vessel that You can use as You will for the profit, the edification, and the comfort of all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hug one another. Bless one another. Love you guys. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time, 